Coming to you live from the studios in Mount Prospect, Mark Button and Chris Laporta in the Breakfast Balls Podcast. Nailed it. Since our last episode, or since we last talked about where I was at, I was having ACL surgery on February 14th. Um, I think I said, I think I mistakenly said that the 18th was the 14th. So I spent Valentine's Day. Dumbest holiday. It is. It's ridiculous. You picked the best day to have surgery. (laughs) Are you one of those guys that you should just love your wife every day? No. It should be celebrated? No, absolutely no. not. You're just, it's just a dumb holiday. This is a dumb holiday. That's fair. You pick I can... day in February. To yeah, why roses. February? Why, th- why, we got to do some research on why that, I mean, I don't I, really care I think that it's much, a, but why that the, day? the St. Valentine's Day Massacre? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> I don't think there's a correlation. Uh, I think there's a correlation. I think. There, to the St. Valentine's Day Massacre mm-hmm. and celebrating Valentine's Day. I, you think it's the same? Makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with a hard no on that. It makes sense that a massacre would have <laughs> to deal with a fictitious, made-up, romantic holiday. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll circle back on that. I'm pretty sure that's not right. Our research department will, will get back to us. Yeah. We got strong research and development on the Breakfast Balls podcast. Our R and D is mm-hmm. super strong. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I'm, I don't participate in the like research and development. Forty-five percent of what we talk about is factual. That's high. It is that's really, that's really high. high. Right, let's go to R and D and find out. Let's say thirty percent is real. I would say even thirty is way too high. I'd like to think we're thirty percent real. Like, oh no, no, we're real. But I'm saying like our facts that we're throwing out during our conversations. Yeah. I, I'm I'm referring to that part of it. It's all about the presentation. If you can sell it, uh, I believe someone's going to buy it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I had my ACL surgery on Friday, February fourteenth. Two things I think I want to talk about would be uh, what happened during the surgery, and then as a result of that, you and I spent a lot of time talking about what type of graft I was going to get. From the mm-hmm. dead person. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, their height, weight, age, right. demographic. Your, your, the profile of the yeah. uh, ACL you right. were getting. So, um, surgery was scheduled in the morning. It got delayed a little bit, but, um, you know, I, you know, when you have, when you're, when you're knocked out, you literally, you go out and you wake up in the recovery room. So, you know, I'm, I'm hearing all this as I'm recovering and I'm finding out that, the first graft that they put in, which was uh, a 20-year-old um, snapped after they put it in. So, Like a rubber band, it just 
Yeah. Snapped. The doctor put it in, he straightened my leg, moved it around a little bit, and it snapped as he did that. And he's never seen that happen before. So it's your fault. Doesn't know why it happened. Um, I saw him afterwards, you know, um, a couple of days later, I had an appointment with him, and, you know, he's, he said it could, the, the, the most likely scenario was just a bad graft. And goes back to what I was saying. You use <laughs> someone else's, and you got some horseshit gamer that had never done anything in his life. Well, so you and I talked about like it's going to be a juvenile. That's that's the that's the goal. A young ligament, mm-hmm. right? So I, they still they still put. I still had my ACL fixed. So the crazy thing is, is like I essentially had the surgery done twice on Friday. Yeah, two surgeries. Two, two surg- for the price of one. Yeah. I'm sure insurance is not going to yeah, look got, at it that way. No, two for the price of two. <laughs> You're right. But I essentially had two surgeries on Friday. So still, you know, I, this this is still all, I'm still getting told this all as I'm waking up and like, what the fuck is going on? And I guess they just have a bunch of ligaments, grafts on hand at the hospital. So he was able to get another one to put it in me. Mm-hmm. An older person. It's like a bending machine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? An ACL bending machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first ACL was, or patellar, patellar tendon was a, you know, a, a Twix bar and the second one was a, a Snickers. I don't know. You know, but anyways, he was saying that the second one was a little older person in their 30s, closer to my age, which isn't ideal but he said the graft was better from the standpoint of it was longer and much thicker so that he could... <laughs> this is not, we're not talking about... We're not talking about my dick here. Where's my soundboard where it says <laughs> the little, that's what she said. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, so the graft was thicker, stronger, a little bit longer, and... He was able to kind of like layer it a little bit the way he described it. So it's a good graft. It's in there. It's in there perfectly. Not concerned about anything. Took the x-rays that day. The screws are where they should be. Everything looks good. The only kind of like stressful part of it was like all the time I was under and all the stress that was on my knee from having the surgery twice essentially yeah. at the table. Got to imagine that increases the risk of infection and yeah, so sepsis um, <laughs> staph infections chance of infections really low. Okay. Um, but, you know, so the uh what we talked a lot about was like what type of graft I'm going to get. Well, at that point I really whatever was there, I was out cold and they had the had yeah. me cut open. It was like Find me what you can. You got like the B or C squad in, you know. Maybe he he felt good about it, so. Well, he's well, he, he's got to put on at least a game face. Yeah, for no, you. that's true. He's got, a-, a, he's got to come tell you that the the good one that he found snapped. <laughs> <coughs> I'm gonna stay positive with it. You know, he's got to be you like. Have to. He's got to show some. You have to stay positive with he's it. He's got a game face where he can at least say, "Hey, oh no, we we still got a good one." Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. You got. Someone like use ACL put inside of you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, patellar tendon. Yeah. So it's in. Feeling pretty good. I'm a week out 
from surgery, a week and one day. Uh, upright, walking around. Started PT. Baby steps, man. Short-term goals. You know, goal one, lose the crutches and the brace. Goal two, getting it stronger, stretched out, stable. Goal three, play golf. Goal four, that's play baby, basketball. That's baby steps. Yeah. So baby steps are really small things. <laughs> you just named four things and you want to play basketball as your fourth step. Yeah. So that's the complete opposite of baby steps. Those are called giant steps. Baby steps to start, but four, four short-term goal, four goals in this time frame. I, I don't think you're quite grasping what a baby step is. Baby steps, short-term here, like in the first couple of weeks, first four to six weeks. I think you need to watch What About Bob. Mm. Baby steps. I, I understand the concept of baby steps. Well, your, your third baby step was play golf. I'm not saying those are baby steps. I said those are short-term goals. Those are my short-term goals. So each, each phase is a goal, right? So phase one, phase two, phase three. So phase now four. that you've had two surgeries on your ACL, <laughs> when, can, when do you think you can play golf? I told the PT that my goal was for to play golf by July. Okay, that's great. I'm glad that's your goal. What did the physical therapist say? He, he thinks it's possible. Okay. Yeah, he's with me on it. So like he July. said basketball is going to be, and I said my, my expectation for basketball is I want to be able to play by the end of the year. So that's, you know, 10 months out. And, and what do you mean by play? Like physically strap them on and go play a game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'll be. I think I'll be able to play non-competitively in six to seven months. But where I'm feeling strong and confident to play in a game or something, I think that's closer towards the end of the mm. year, into 2021. Yeah, I'd recommend retiring. <laughs> well, kind of like you did. Yeah. Just won't even pick up a basketball ever again. I'll pick it up, but that's about as far as I'll go. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried to get you out there. Yeah, I'm done. No part of it. You know, it's there's nothing like snapping your Achilles to make you... Uh, not want to play basketball again? Not want to ever do that again. One of the guys that plays with us, he tore his um, nine or ten years ago. No, maybe even longer. He took nine years off. He, he took nine years off of basketball. After he did After he did it. Nine years, and now he's back playing again. Yeah. He's... Phenomenal basketball player, but he literally took nine years off. Yeah, I, I and all right. After nine years, I'll start playing again. <laughs> so that, that's your, <laughs> yeah. what kind of what kind of shape are you going to be in? When, when did you have it done? Three years ago? Uh, four. Four years ago. Almost what kind of shape now. are you going to be in in five years? Look what kind of shape I'm in right now. That's my concern. Yeah. You just strap it on five. You're gonna ru- rupture your other one. I'm gonna rupture everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely swing a it's, golf club. Let's collapse without breathing heavy. You go play, can play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> God, that warm-up swing really got to me. All right. So Fourth of July weekend, we'll be on a golf course somewhere. <clears throat> Which gives you like two weeks to get game ready to walk 36 holes <laughs> <laughs> at I wonder Sand if the, Valley. Yeah. 
We might have to push that trip back. Yeah, yeah. I I got a feeling it. Your doc's gonna be like, yeah, you can play golf, but can't walk fifty four holes in two days on a undulating golf course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm guessing his recommendation will be <laughs> to ride a cart. Yeah, I mean, I want to be able to enjoy that. Um, yeah, we might want to push that back to fall. Like September? Yeah. Yeah. By fall, you'll be uh, in a much better spot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'll have to talk to... Uh, I mean, two, if you think two more months... Jay and Scotty. Yeah. Plus, that gives you a bigger cushion to, to negotiate that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> my the yeah no, yeah. The best planning is a year in advance planting the seed, but okay. can't pre-plan two trips in one. You know, can't give it. Oh, I'm going to Vegas in a year, and I'm going on a golf trip. One nighter. It's a one nighter. Cost more than Vegas. More than Vegas. Yeah, you're right. It, was, it won't cost more. Come days. on, man. No, but a one nighter that's a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's three rounds of golf and a hotel stay. It's not terrible. You're convi- trying to convince the wrong person. No, I no, I, I that's true. Yeah, I, no, it's fair. Yeah, no, yeah. to me it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, vice. I didn't really. I felt like the vice balls that you bought lasted maybe a hole or two, either because I lost them, <laughs> or they just got beat to shit so fast. Yeah. Again, it could just be us. Yeah. It's probably seventy-five percent us, twenty-five percent them. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think they were great balls though. No, that's what I mean. I think. But are you, are you a? I'm not a, a golf ball snob per se. Like, it's, you know, there's those people that fucking yeah. are 45 handicaps and they only play fucking Pro V1s. Yeah, I can I, I can barely, I can tell the difference if you give me like a Pinnacle and a Pro V1, but anything yeah, between. It's like hitting a fucking rock yeah, and you have a Pinnacle. Anything in between, I really. Exactly. If you give me a. You're, you're going to two ends of the spectrum. The yeah, best golf ball yeah. and, the, and the worst. That's what I know, mean, but pinnacle, like anything else in between. Fucking Pinnacle soft core. I, I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm you know who plays Pinnacles? Scotty. Scotty, nonstop. He plays Kirkland's too. Yeah, best best golfer I know plays just plays Pinnacles. Horseshit golf ball. <laughs> that should tell you plays, something. Plays Pinnacles. See, that makes me think golf balls don't mean as much. That I don't. Not for, not for handicaps like us. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean. Yeah. For the pros, obviously, it's a huge difference. Yeah, like if you're Tiger Woods, you can tell. You can feel it when you hit the ball. Everything about a golf ball. The yeah, so I'm not a huge golf ball snob, but you know those vi- the vices for what they cost. You know, and they're supposed to be comparable. They're they're yeah, they weren't com- comparable to the Pro Views. It was what a twenty, roughly twenty five dollar box. Not worth. No. Those balls are fucking beat to shit so fast. I, you know the one ball I do actually like is the Titleist Velocity. It's not a super expensive ball. I feel uh, like it's got good carry. 
you know, for me, I, I don't hit the I, ball I don't really far. Give a shit. No, you don't hit the ball far. No, I'm like a 65-year-old man when it comes to hitting the golf ball far. Yeah, I mean, some of your drives look like they're going to go, and then we get up there, and they're like 240. (laughs) 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 You know, off the tee, it looked like you maybe hit it 280, 290. No. No. Don't let this... this this physical frame fool you. <laughs> I, have, I have zero power. So when are you going to do your driver fitting? So I have a fitting at the... Um, Club Champion. Club Champion. Yeah. Um, that I haven't done yet. In, in truth be told, absolutely forgot about it until you said something this week. You forgot about it? Absolutely forgot that I had it. Um, that was like the best gift your wife ever got you ever ever like ever. what did, what did you get for your birthday or father's day this past year yeah we were talking about that i think between you got socks father's day anniversary and my birthday i know i got a pair of socks <laughs> uh, i know i didn't get an anniversary gift that's right she forgot she forgot and then like wasn't remorseful about it but that's fine <laughs> Just gifts aren't just aren't our thing. So it's not. It wasn't to me. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. To her, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It was more. It was more just like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but it was between Father's Day and my birthday. It was like socks and maybe a maybe a shirt or something. Polo or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember we got like shirts. We got, we got Father's Day shirts that were like they came like in six June. weeks later. They came for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a t-shirt and socks. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, whatever. And you got like the epic driver, a trip, a trip. You just spitballing. Yeah, spitballing. Uh, I did get the epic flash, you which got was the, pretty yeah. sweet gift. Pretty but sure Nicole did reach out to me before Christmas. Was like, I want to get Mark a driver. He's got a driver from '87 for Christmas. <laughs> He's got the Callaway Big Bertha from 1992. <laughs> Not even the Great Big Bertha, the original Bertha. It's the original Big Bertha. Not so, even yeah. Big Bertha. It's just the original Bertha. <laughs> Bertha. It wasn't he even needs, big yet. It's a driver. I'm like, yes. Um, don't buy him one. Get him fitted for one. And let's use club champion. They're gonna get me the fitting. I'm like, oh, yeah. We, yeah. we don't really. Why don't rec- you take lessons first? Yeah, we recommend you coming back again <laughs> once you've figured out how to <coughs> swing a golf club. So you're doing your you're, you're doing the swing the club fitting for a driver, and then get a new driver, right? Yeah, I think the. So what's a fit? How much was a fitting? Like 100, 150? 150 for a fitting for one club. Yeah. Um, but then you got money. To get the but driver then too. they'll charge you full retail price to get a driver on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm in, I'm interested. I'm intrigued by the idea. I've never really. I got uh, my putter fitted there. I've never really been fitted for anything yeah. per se. I've actually never really done anything for myself in the game of golf. <laughs> to get better. To get better. Never yeah. taken a lesson. You're just a natural athlete. You are a good athlete, though. Um, I would say I'm a, 
I don't know. Good's above, a strong. Above average. I was going to say above average. Above average athlete. Yeah. yeah. Good's a str- is, is strong. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've never But your really... mental side of the game is pretty strong, except for the the one time this summer when you snapped a sandwich over your leg. Yeah, so... I've never seen you never seen you lose your shit like that on a course. I usually don't lose my shit. That was fucking epic. I um <laughs> I was at, I think it was well, it was one of the it was an early hole, maybe fourth hole, fifth hole. Yeah, it was it was five. It was five. It was five. Five sounds right. It was five, it's a short dog leg. And I wasn't playing bad, but I just chucked the chip like with a wedge times. in my hand I became a complete spaz. <laughs> I chunked a wedge. Five yards was generous, <laughs> and I took it, and I just snapped. I snapped. The club snapped over my knee. Oh yeah. The thing is, what lesson did you learn? Um, yeah, and I, I want to, I want to teach um, the rest of the world and the youth of America that when snapping a golf club over your knee. <laughs> The club head needs to be pointed to the outside of your body. For example, if you're using your right knee to snap a golf club, the club head needs to be on the outside of your right knee. Because if you don't, like I didn't, I had it on the inner portion, it goes right into your nutsack. And I snapped a golf club over my knee and thought I snapped my testicle at the same time. In the dick. I thought I had lost. I thought I had lost a good man up. One good man out there. So you thought you lost a testicle and a sandwich. Literally, it took like 15, 20 minutes before I like could just feel normal again because of the pain. Sick to your stomach pain. Oh God. Yeah. I I got back in the cart. You thought I was just so furious and wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was just trying to keep just it together because. I thought I'd lost a test. <coughs> you were ready. Like, you wanted me to start joking about it. I was like, I, you were so quiet. I, I was like, I was scared because I was like, I've never seen you act like this yeah. before. I, Especially I, yeah. on a golf course. Like, you don't usually lose your temper in front of me like that. And I was like, oh, shit. Can I joke about this yeah. yet? He is so pissed. Yeah. I was waiting so long. Wasn't pissed at all at that point. Yeah, I was just, just worried that I had lost a testicle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So what are you thinking for, uh, I'm kind of interested in the, we'll, we'll have to do like a recap up after your club fitting. When is that? You said next week? Oh, no, I haven't uh, scheduled. Oh, you haven't scheduled yet. <laughs> the only thing that was brought up was, I, fi- I actually remembered that I had it when oh, you texted me. I thought you were me. scheduled. It, you I actually said. haven't done anything with it other than remember. So let's get that scheduled and let's have a follow-up after it of how it went. I, I, um, I, I think that's a great idea. They added like... When I, w- I went there for the putter fitting this past year, they added like two inches to the putter and changed the grip and changed the... It's amazing that all that work you did to your Shut putter... The fuck up. Your putting is no better. It's going to get good now. I'm just going to literally be in the basement here practicing my chipping and putting. Yep. You'll be really good from that. Yeah. 100 and in, baby. Or you could drive to a... Golf course and I can do that too. Actually, just chip and putt. Yeah, no, I can do that too. In your basement, you're not going to get any better. No. Putting on a cement floor or carpet or a rug isn't going to make <laughs> you a better putter. I got the, I got the uh, turf mat. Yep. Let me know the next time 
you're on the 18th green, it, it's a turf mat putt. That's fair. To sink. That's fair. For the win. That's fair. So, yeah, I'm going to go get fitted. It's probably going to make me realize that I do a lot of things wrong. I should take lessons. I should get fitted for every club. Since I'm 6'5 and yeah. never have done that before. And every stock club that they make is for someone that's 5'11 or 6 foot. Yeah. No, it's... I. So when I was at Golf Tech before, I was doing my lessons at Golf Tech before I hurt my knee. I was supposed to do a club fitting, pro, I think last week, originally it was scheduled for. Because um, TJ was like, yeah, your clubs are way too short. Way, way, way too short. <laughs> <laughs> you need a, a club fitting stat. Uh, looks like you're holding a toothpick. <laughs> So, um, that's on that's on Doc too. Like I, I've got to circle back with him once I can start swinging again, and get get my get back into taking lessons, because I was making some pretty good progress just on basic mechanics of the swing that I had, didn't have. <laughs> how do you know though? What do you mean? How do I know what? How do you know you're making progress? Because it's a results it's a results driven program. Like you you're you go to the lesson and you see improvement from lesson to lesson. But do you really see improvement until you go out and play? Well, no, and but that's part of that's part of the lesson package too. You go out and play with again you're, with TJ. You're talking to someone who's never taken lessons and actually been able to uh, yeah, okay. reap any benefits. So I have no idea. Yeah, well, this was my first time ever taking lessons this year, and again, that was a gift from my wife. The golf lessons. So she either like. She either like really loves me or just doesn't want me around at all in the house. Do you want just like here here's some golf lessons, get out of the house. Do you want me to answer that or do you want to just make your own? We'll let the audience decide. Yeah. So you can come to your own conclusions on that one. Um, but it was a pretty sweet gift. And you know, I like I, I think I mentioned it before, but maybe not, but TJ was as a, a family friend. Um was a top, I think he just voted top 25 golf instructor in Illinois this year on Golf Digest. He knows his shit, man. And golf tech's very... Um, you should probably ask him if he wants to very participate in this debauchery. Yeah, from a uh, technology standpoint, everything they do is tech-driven. So yeah. A lot of good feedback on the swing and like... He just, would actually bring up our factual ratio pretty well. He could actually speak facts about <laughs> golf. That's true. He could. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, you know, I, I guess I should add that to my um, short-term goals would be get back to starting my lessons again. One of your baby steps. One of my baby steps. Yeah. yeah. Taking lessons again. Get back to my mm -hmm. lessons. Yeah. So I have to circle back with TJ. I've got like shit, like fifteen lessons left. Still. I was just say he can. You could probably start lessons before July. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I could, I think I could probably start lessons, I'm thinking, in May. I mean, you could do short game lessons, I'm sure. Yeah. It, just like thing. not full swings, but yeah. just, just working on, on mechanics, not, not full swings. Does he do anything with putting? You could really use some putting help. But the, the, the putting's, everything with putting's between my fucking ears, man. Mm, yeah. 
It's all between my ears. Yeah. All between my ears. Yeah. Um. So, that's a that's a psychologist I'd have to go do for that. Yeah, that's to be your ne- next ask for one of your gifts is a sports psychologist. <laughs> I need a shrink, honey. I mean, I tell your wife you want to go see a shrink. shrink in general. She'd be like, "Oh, everything okay, Chris?" Yeah. Like, yeah, just I got to work my putting out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up here, honey. Yeah. Yep, that's, I mean, it's true. You could probably talk about some other things too, but mostly putting. For whatever reason too. Yeah, yeah, mostly putting. Maybe just everything 100 and in. Anytime I get by the uh, green, I'm like fucking Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. <laughs> I stroke it and pat it. And I just fucking lose my shit. Anytime I'm 100 in. It's like, what? It's like, like a, I've never held a golf club yeah, before. It, there's, you would think, as far as you can hit a golf ball, and you can you crush golf balls 300 yards, then you put something 100 or less in a smaller club with more loft, and your target is essentially bigger. Yeah. You can't find it. I say you. I'm just, I no, can't. I, I'm awful. I can't. Yeah. It's uh that is the hardest part of the game though. They just start practicing on driving the green more. I don't have to worry about that. That or hitting like six, seven iron off the tee. <laughs> so then I'm like two hundred up? Yep. But I can just go five or six iron. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you your percentage is about the same. From a hundred in versus two hundred yeah. out. It, you know what worked for me well last year though? Was I just started hitting punch eights from 100 in. Remember that? <laughs> I would just hit a fucking punch eight or punch nine. That was so much better. Tell that to your uh, guy you're doing golf lessons. <laughs> you? So here's what I've figured out. <laughs> Instead of hitting normal golf shots, I actually take punch shots. One of my better rounds when I was with a client was at Harborside and I couldn't hit a wedge. And I was like a disaster the first couple holes. I was driving the ball great, and I just went to a punch eight, and I caught fire. I was just punching that punch eight all day. Uh, maybe and that's the thing. I, I, if I could hit punch five all the day, I might be good. That's your. I mean, that's your shot. Just punch five. Punch five. Just do that off the tee every time. That's your shot. Punch five. Yeah. Punch five. Punch five. That is your best. Hundred and in golf shot. Punch five. <laughs> Over the back of the green. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast. If you like what you heard and like learning from our mistakes, please subscribe. Also, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at breakfastballs.podcast. Panda! Listen! Honey Spanners, Black X6, Fanny, Way C, Panda, Panda Swole, Fanny, Sally Bar, Candy, Man, I'm the Macho Like Randy. now yeah hold on <laughs> we did a little we, we went back to our R&D department and asked them to do some research on uh, Valentine's Day the origin and how it's related to uh, what Mark's theory is on the uh, St. Valentine's Day massacre so it turns out that 
the Saint Te- Saint Valentine's Day massacre has zero to do with Valentine's Day. Really? Shocker. Man, that's hard to believe. Zero percent. So the holiday has origins some to some Romans and um, that's that's what our yeah. RD came back with. <laughs> Uh, it has to do strong, with like we said, strong, yeah. strong R and D on the Breakfast Balls it's podcast. It has to do with which celebrate the coming of spring, fertility rights, and the pairing off of women with men by lottery. So it has more to do with a lottery than it does with a massacre. Wait, so let's dissect this for a minute. Yeah. So the origins are Roman, ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Women are auctioned off as a in a lottery. As well, they System. should. Yep. Um, <laughs> Cut. <laughs> yeah. So and turns out the same fertility spring has to do with fertility. We know that. Yeah. So it turns out this goes all the way back to the third century A.D. Okay. The Saint Valentine's Day massacre happened in 1929. So <laughs> here's. Uh, yeah. Did Saint Valentine's Day massacre happen on Valentine's Day? Even. Uh, you know, let's get, see what the research and development department. Yeah, has we got him on the phone right now, so Mark's just gonna um, text him real quick and. Yeah, it did. It okay, actually did yeah. on February 14, nineteen twenty. So there is a correlation. Well, happened at a warehouse at Dickens and Clark in Lincoln Park, Chicago. Yeah. But. It, yeah, it, there's it's a loose connection at the best. Okay. Well. You know, at least there's um, fourteen people died. But is a massacre anyone that's more than one? Uh, you know, again, a research yeah, just, department. Just we'll, text R and D real quick. Yeah. See what they come back with. I think that's right, though. But you originally suggested that Valentine's Day was the result of the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. I'm not wrong. No, you are completely wrong. It happened on February 14th. Yeah, but Valentine's Day is not, was already in existence when it happened. Mm, so. Potentially. You're wrong. Yeah, there's there's a chance that I'm wrong. So what's the uh, Urban Dictionary definition of massacre? It just says, it just says multiple victims. Multiple victims, so more than one. Yeah, it doesn't give me a. Okay, so. A finite number. And it's always good to fact check Mark. <laughs> always. Yeah, it's true. <laughs>